What is up, fantasy football fans? It's your boy, Sean, here, ready to give you another episode of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. But today is a special day, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I'm joined by the co-host of this podcast, the co-founder of Grand Central Fantasy. You know him, you love him, Mike Valero. Mike, what's going on, bro? What's goody, kid? How we doing, man? How you feeling? Good, man. Ready to go. You know, stuck in quarantine in upstate New York, but we're doing our thing, right? Absolutely. Hashtag quarantine life. Dude, this is it, bro. We made it. All right. So today we're going to do a little way too early mock draft for you guys. Um, This is PPR because we don't play anything besides PPR and you shouldn't either. This is not 2011. Um, So, Mike, you got the first pick. Let us know when you're ready to go. Oh, I'm ready to go, and uh, everyone else should be ready to go when they have the first pick because, to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. The undisputed number one overall pick. Drum roll, please. Beautiful drum roll. Christian McCaffrey is the number one pick in all PPR leagues. Big shocker. I know. I know. And – uh let me tell you a little bit why. Uh, each year, his numbers just keep going up every category. Uh, you know, you look at his rushing attempts, rushing yards, targets, receptions, receiving yards, such everything. Everything just keeps going up, 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 and up. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm just – then I believe the next running back behind him last year in PPR, because Christian McCaffrey finishes the top guy, the next guy was, I want to say, about 150 points away. and that's, That sounds about right. Yeah, that's huge. That's, so, Chris, he's, he's going to thrive again, obviously. He, uh, he has a new quarterback now, probably a better quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater, who has a lot of uh, experience with uh, pass catching running backs. He had Alvin Kamara. He had uh, Adrian Peterson in Minnesota. So, uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, man, I think that's the guy, and I'm pretty sure it's a no-brainer. I think you would agree with me on that, Sean. 19, 19 total touchdowns for McCaffrey. Yes. 1,000-1,000 club. I don't. I think he's probably one of a handful of running there's, backs to do that. There's right? actually th- – he's the third running back to do that. That's what I thought. And the first since the great Marshall Falk. In 1999. One of the goats. Absolutely. I did have a question for you, though. Do you think the new coach, Matt Rule, is going to affect how he's used it all? Because, you know, Ron Rivera ran him at the red zone a lot. And, you know, Matt Rule, totally new guy coming into Baylor. Do you have any thoughts on that? You think, you know, we can still expect number one production, no matter who the coach. Me and you could be the coach, and he's still going to put up these numbers. No, that's interesting you say that. I think, you know, Matt Rule is going to come in and he's going to do his own thing. Obviously different different than uh, Rivera, but he would be have to have to be a complete fucking idiot to not continue to feed Christian McCaffrey, who is possibly the best offensive player in the NFL. So that's my Absolutely. hot take. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Now we got McCaffrey going. One, I got the second pick. I think I'm going to surprise some people here, I got to say. We're going with my boy, running back, Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry. And I'll oh tell you why. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, 
The I team found their. <laughs> nah, the team... I, I don't expect anything less from you with Derrick Henry. Go yeah, ahead. if if you know me, you know Derrick Henry's my boy. I was on the Derrick Henry train, basically predicting that he would be the next, uh, you know, Marshall Falk right out of college. So, but the key to the Derrick Henry move all the way up past guys like Saquon and Zeke, I'm pretty sure fantasy pros has, I don't even know if they have Henry in the top five um, as of right now, but it's clear he is the only one of these top picks that didn't have a major change in the off season. They have the same coach, same offensive coordinator, same everything. And it's clear that, they found an identity with Derrick Henry. They run the ball like crazy. They run him into the ground like crazy. Yep. He's still only 26 years old, I believe. Um, his receiving yards are going up. He had two receiving touchdowns. You know, we got nothing but upside. They re-signed Tannehill, which, you know, once Tannehill came on, Henry really took off. I mean, he had good games with Mariota. That was the whole thing. You know, oh, we got the... RPO's going, who's it going to? But, you know, defenses started figuring out that Mariana, Mary, Mariota was absolute fucking garbage and uh, couldn't throw the ball. So Tannehill, you know, is better for Derrick Henry. I know it's a little high, and he could run himself into the ground. This is not a keeper pick, but for the 2020 fantasy football season, I'm definitely going with Derrick Henry. What are your thoughts? You know what? Uh, like I said, I'm not surprised with you, but I am on the Derrick Henry bandwagon this year, and you know. Oh yeah, past. let's go. Yeah, and you and for me to obviously everyone is, but for me to say that, you know that I thought the 2018 end of the season was a fluke for him, and he obviously yeah proved, yeah, and he proved me and a lot of the other haters wrong in 2019, and I I have Derrick Henry very high. I don't have him that high, but okay. You know, I'm not – I wouldn't be mad at someone if they chose him with the number two pick. The only reason why I have him a little lower is uh, in, in PPR, not the ball as much as some of the other guys. But like I said, number two, it's it's not going to be a bad pick if you take Derrick Henry there. And that, like I said, I just think he's poised to have a major – breakout like just continue the breakout situation you oh, know yeah. that he was going through last year you know what i mean absolutely um all right so that leads us to the third pick mike i think i know where you're going here but uh who do you got uh you probably know where i'm going and that's the great saquon barkley yikes yeah well hear me out uh, i know he he upset a lot of people last year with his injury but let's let's go back to his rookie year and check out some of his ridiculous numbers as a rookie in the NFL. He had 1,300 rushing yards. That's the second most in the league. 11 rushing touchdowns, fifth most in the league. He had 121 targets as a running back, third most in the league as a running back. 91 catches, second most in the league. And I'll hit you with one more stat. I don't want to bore you to death, but 720 receiving yards as a running back, fourth most in the league. So and that, this was that, all in his rookie year. This is all as a rookie. Okay. So last year, Saquon was hurt. We heard that he was going to be out for, you know, possibly up to two months. He came back early and he didn't look the same as soon as he came back. So we were kind of screwed out of seeing Saquon Barkley explode and take it even to the next level, if that's even possible. 
So, uh, but I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too nervous about Barkley. So once he started getting it going later on in the year, I checked out some of his numbers from a fantasy football standpoint. And from week 12 to 16, he had the third most fantasy points as a running back. And that's obviously behind Christian McCaffrey. And the only other player that was above him was Ezekiel Elliott, who averaged 0.1 points per game more than him. So basically he had the second most. And that's the real Saquon Barkley that we're going to see this year coming up. Uh, I think he's just one of the most versatile, dynamic running backs that we've seen come into the league in a long time. And it was really disappointing. The injury last year, I'm going to just say throw that season out and get ready for the rookie season, Saquon, uh, and just enjoy. That's a very, very good, solid pick at number three in my eyes. What do you think about that? He's still super young, which you got to love. You know, he – the only thing I have against Saquon is, yeah, he was hurt last year. You know, I still think he's a freak athlete. I think he's got, you know, four years. I think his ceiling is as high as anybody else's. I think he could put up McCaffrey numbers. I think he's the guy. He had 300 less rushing yards last year. The thing that scares me, though, is he had a 39, he had 39 um, less receptions last year. And now we got this guy, this new coach here in New York, Joe Judge, who I don't know if any of you guys out there saw the press conference, but it was basically right out of central casting football coach. I felt like I was watching, you know, a teen drama high school football movie where, you know, the coach is giving me every classic, um, you know, line in the book, how we're going to work hard and, you know, run the football. I think that is good for Saquon as far as running the ball. I think the Giants are going to run the ball a lot this year. But, you know, this offense still has a lot of question marks to me. And, you know, Saquon was Superman this time last year. And now we saw that, you know, Superman can take some bullets. So I'm probably taking him. I agree with the pick. Uh, you know, I'm probably still taking him at three, but I just don't have that confident feeling. I did, you know, this time last year, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know. I understand. And I know a lot of people probably feel that way too, but we've, seen the numbers it's not like he hasn't done it before uh you know i threw all those numbers to you out and those uh, i can't remember what he's a where he finished as a running back in 2018 but he was obviously he had to finish top three uh he might have been number one i i can't remember off the top of my head uh so i have a lot of confidence in him still but i i totally understand where you're coming from with and that. not to turn this into the saquon show but they're bringing in jason garrett that offensive mm. coordinator. I mean, he hasn't even ran his own offense for the past five years. But then you could take another look at that and say, you know, uh, what's his name? Ezekiel Elliott, you know, thrived under Garrett. So it is, you know, it, it doesn't come without criticism and skepticism mainly, but Saquon's the, the probably the best pick there. Um, all right. Now I'm up with the fourth pick in the 2020 way too early mock draft. I, I got to say, I changed my pick last minute, set off the alarms. I changed the pick. I'm crossing it out as we speak, going with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's the pick. I um, love it. This guy, honestly, I had another running back in front of him. I'll just say that. Um, 
that was dumb of me to doubt Zeke. I'm not a big Zeke fan personally or a Cowboy fan in general. But just when you look at his numbers last year, Zeke had a quietly insane year. He doubled his rushing touchdowns from 6 to 12. His receiving numbers... Elliot has a you know, an idea about him that he doesn't catch passes when in reality he does. He just doesn't really get a lot of yards when he gets the passes and he doesn't really get a lot of touchdowns. He had 71 targets and 54 receptions. The only thing that gives me pause with Elliot, and that's why I had him at fifth, but then I ended up moving him up to fourth, is the uncertainty in Dallas. Their center just retired last week out of the blue. But, mm-hmm. you know, that happens in Dallas. It is what it is. They they always find a way, unlike the Jets, to, you know, have a good offensive line. Dak thinks he is the next Tom Brady for some reason. And there's Sucks. uncertainty. Yes, thank you. Uncertainty with his whole contract situation, even though he's literally never beaten a team, you know, worth any serious uh, consideration for top team in the NFL. And my main issue is your boy, Mike McCarthy, coming in there, who notoriously does not run the ball. How do you feel yep. about Zeke this year, Mike? <laughs> no, it's – um, you know what? If you didn't take him there, I was going with him next pick. So, yeah. I'm you really got to. You. He, he can't <laughs> knock it out of the top five. He, he's got to no, be top he five in all leagues, guys. All leagues, top five, Zeke, don't get cute. Well, so you hit on it. You know, me and PPR leagues with running backs, I'm always infatuated, obviously, with – the receptions and Zeke is, you know, he's not the Christian McCaffrey type of running back, but over his last two seasons, I mean, you said last season he had 54 catches a year before that he had over 54 catches as well. So that's two straight seasons without with 54 plus catches. And the other thing I like about Zeke is the guy he's, he's always on the field. He doesn't really miss time due to injury. The only time he, play less than 15 games was the suspension season. So he's not, he's not going to miss significant time. He's going to be on the field and he's going to contribute. He's a huge part of what Dallas does and he's the real deal. Holyfield. So I really, really like the pick. Why Saquon over Zeke? Um, You know what? That was tough for me because I have after Christian McCaffrey at one, I had uh, to pick between Saquon and Zeke at uh, two. So mm-hmm. th- those, are, those are my top three running backs, obviously. And I just went with Saquon just because what I saw from his rookie year, his numbers were great. And if he could do that as a rookie, wh- what, like, what's this guy's ceiling, you know? So um, also Zeke has, you know, he's been in the league only, I think, two more years than Saquon. So he has a little more uh, tread on his tires. But, um, yeah, that's, that's overall why. When, I mean – it, apples and oranges. It's either way. It's a great pick. It's splitting so. hairs, but you can always give me the younger player, especially when we're talking running backs. Yeah, and you know, as running backs, the, you know, the prime age for a running back is very, um, you know, young. When they start to decline, it's around, they say, around twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So, I mean, that, that is kind of a big deal. That's why, if I see screenshots of mock drafts and drafts coming to our Twitter account, which is Grand Central Fan on Twitter, by the way. Make sure you follow if you don't. If I see wide receivers getting taken in the top three, 
even the top five. You haven't made your uh, last pick yet, Mike. So we'll we'll see if uh, you pick a wide receiver. But there's running backs should be and always be prioritized over wide receivers. And with that, go ahead and make your fifth pick, Mike. No, I mean I can't argue with that. Oh wait, yes I can because with the <laughs> number four pick, bitch. you have to have to have to go with Michael Thomas. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say number four? I mean the fifth pick with the fifth pick. Yes. Is Michael Thomas. And you know, you kind of, you kind of hit it there. I don't usually condone drafting wide receivers this high, but Michael Thomas's season last year just had me in fucking awe. I mean, he's not going to repeat one of the greatest wide receiver seasons we've ever seen, but it's kind of hard not to go with Michael Thomas here because from him to the next wide receiver, I feel like it's a huge gap. So obviously, obviously he's, you know, the all time single season reception leader and he's led the league now in catches for the last two years. He has, you know, there was some uncertainty, some uncertainty there with Drew Brees, if he was going to, you know, come back, but oh, you know, Ultimately, he ended up coming back to New Orleans, and that's that's great for Mike Thomas. That's his favorite target. So uh, I just want to touch on his 2019 season real quick as well. 185 targets, 149 catches. Uh, he led the league in yards with over 1,700 yards. So, you know, you're, not, you're probably not going to get that season again. But, yes. you know, even if there's a slight decline, how do you not love that? The only downfall, and I'm not even going to say downfall, for Michael Thomas is that he – it seems he's always stuck at like nine touchdowns every year. He never could hit that double digit mark. So I, I'd like to see him do that. But I mean, you can't really nitpick with Michael Thomas. Um, his his receptions were up by 24 last year. Overall mm-hmm. targets were up. He had 320 more yards from 2018, but that went from 1405 to 1725. The only thing that gives me pause with Thomas is, and you've been hinting at it and flat out saying it, if we're getting, there's no way we're getting any better than Michael Thomas. I got to say, I mean, than Michael Thomas in 2019, excuse me. I mean, Drew Brees is another year older. You could make mm-hmm. the case that Michael Thomas is, you know, the thing that's really keeping Drew Brees going right now, not yep. the other way around. And it's like, do I want to take Michael Thomas? I mean, I love Michael Thomas, but am I, is he the safer pick over a guy like Dalvin Cook or, you know, uh, Aaron Jones or even guys like Nick Chubb when it's like, you know, running backs are at a premium. You and I have both been in fantasy championships with wide receivers we picked up in week four. You know what I'm saying? But I do get that Michael Thomas upside is just too big to turn down. Well, I kind of got to disagree with you with something about the fact that my – like those running backs you said are obviously all great running backs, mm-hmm. but Michael Thomas is probably safer than them. Cause you know, you're going to get a great season from Michael Thomas and some yep. of those other running backs, you know, I do like them a lot and I'm sure we're going to touch on them soon, but they all have their little uh, weaknesses or cons to them as well. I feel like Michael Thomas doesn't really have much of them. The old, one thing I am worried about with Michael Thomas is Emmanuel Sanders signing. I talked about that mm-hmm. in our first ever podcast. I know everyone listened to that in download, our first ever download, podcast. Please. Download it, please. It's it's a must listen. It's great. So uh, I love Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints because Drew Brees is 
hasn't had in a very long time, a dynamite number two wide receiver. So, you know, Drew Brees has been throwing to Tankian uh, Jr., Traquan Smith. Good, good players, not great players. Now he has a, a very good weapon over there in the uh, slot to throw to him. So, yeah, that can eat up some of his targets, but he had 185 targets last year, Michael Thomas. Oh, what, where he's going to get only 165, 170? Give me a break. Give me Michael Thomas with the fifth pick and enjoy it because he's going to do great things. I think so, my issue with it more isn't about Thomas. I mean, we're splitting hairs here. You know, the guy, he's going to be a beast. He's arguably one of the best players in the NFL, let alone, um, you know, wide receivers. He's clearly the best wide receiver. But mm-hmm. for me, taking wide receiver that early will, will almost always – put you behind the eight ball as far as running backs goes, because if you take Michael Thomas in the first round in a 12 team league, you don't pick until, you know, let's say you pick them where you did. You won't, you'll pick a fifth and 19th. Who's your, who's your number one running back? Josh Jacobs. I mean, yeah, Jacobs is great, but you got to hit on that second round running back or else you're the, you know, all wide receiver team that you end up maybe looking to trade Michael Thomas later on at the trade deadline for a decent running back. Because like I keep coming back to running backs are just at a premium in this game. I mean, it's it, it just how you win championships. No, I, I agree. And you got to be smart. You got to think about that. Obviously Michael Thomas is a great pick, but on the back end, who's going to be your top running back. I did take that into factor because I do like a lot of these running backs going possibly in the second round, but I think a lot of them will doing... move up too. I think a lot of them will move yeah. up spots, you know? Yeah. It's so, it's so early and their average draft position, you know, it, it, it a lot of these running backs going the second round are still young and very, very good. So yeah, you got to take that into factor when you're drafting. So um, with that, do you have anything else to touch up on that? No, that's it. I think we spent all, right. all the time we need to on uh, Michael Thomas, uh, top five okay. wide receiver. Um, all right. So with the sixth pick in the way too early fantasy football 2020 draft, this, see, this like physically pains me to do this because I do not like this guy, but it, it's the safe pick. And I'm going to go Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings. See, the thing with Dalvin, I remember me and you, Mike, at the beginning of the year last year, we got into it um, about Dalvin Cook versus Henry. And I know you're a big Dalvin Cook guy. You've owned him in most of your leagues since he was a rookie, right? Yes, sir. So I'm looking up his numbers. He had 13 rush touchdowns. He finally played you know, over 10 games, but he still ended up getting hurt towards the end of the year, left a lot of fantasy owners picking up, you know, the third and fourth string quarterback, or excuse me, third and fourth string running back on the Vikings, um, you know, scrambling in the fantasy championship, but he did double his rushing yards and for the first time. And from uh, 2019, excuse me, 2018 with 1,135 he does. They just don't throw the ball to him. I mean, they really don't. I, he doesn't have a lot of receiving yards. Um, the offensive coordinator for Minnesota left, and now he is with uh, the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, um, as their head coach. So 
it's a lot of question marks here, but his upside and when he is healthy, he's one of the most dynamic and quick running backs in the league. And, you know, there's a, there's a pretty big drop off as far as comfort with him. Um, after, after him, I feel like we could probably round off the running back tiers as the first tier of running back. Dalvin Cook probably ends it and then it drops off to, you know, a second tier. How do, how do you feel about him? Uh, so if I had to make that pick, I would have done the same thing as you. I think you and I kind of feel the same way. We, we know his ceiling is extremely high. His issue is the injury history. You know, last year was, was he only missed two games. So to me, that, that was pretty, that, that was almost, that's like a full season of health for Dalvin. For Cook. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's the main reason, um, you know, his durability is, uh, is, is always in question, but we finally got to see him, you know, perform. He had over 300 touches between carries and catches, uh, which is huge. That's a, you know, that's a huge workload for a running back. And that's what we expect to see out of Dalvin Cook when he's on the field. You know what so, vibes I get from him though? Talk to me. I get very strong Arian Foster vibes from him. I don't know if he's oh, built. For, I don't know if he's built for this league, man. I really don't. I mean, hurt bad rookie year again, second year. And then I know I agree with you, but he's too, I feel like he's too young to be like, Oh, if we get 12 to 14 games out of, uh, I almost called him Marion Foster. <laughs> if we, if we get <laughs> Might as well, right? <laughs> 12 to 14 games out of Dalvin cook, you know, that's a success, but for your sixth over for a top 10, your first round pick, it's risky, but I do feel like we're focusing on the negative because this isn't a PPR keeper league. This is a redraft um, preview draft we're doing. And for this year, if he can stay healthy, you know, Dalvin Cook's probably going to put up, you know, monster numbers for you, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, we have the same concerns. We feel the same way. But at that pick, like you said, there's a somewhat of a drop off after Dalvin cook with the running back. So yeah, I, I agree with that pick. All right. And uh, with that, let's kick it to the seventh overall pick. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to switch it to the back to the running back position. So don't worry. I mean, I'm not going to scare you with more wide receivers good. yet. Please don't disrespect. Uh, and, <laughs> so with the seventh pick, I'm going to go with uh, Alvin Kamara. Wow. And, yeah, you know what? I, I want everyone to remember, you know, Alvin Kamara was drafted in most leagues as like a top four pick in fantasy football last year. And I keep seeing that he's falling outside the top five. So yep. uh, I know I know his numbers dropped last season, but I, I really feel the Saints are going to lean on their back more, uh, more than ever. Uh, if anything, Kamara's due for a huge season. He he's yet to hit the 200 carry mark in a season, which kind of concerns me. But you know the Saints are in like win now mode, and they gotta like lean on their top players more than ever. Obviously, we you know we touch on Michael Thomas, and he's you know one of the best players in the league. But I think Alvin Kamara is too. Uh, and you know it's funny. I, I'm look, I look. I was looking uh, at some of his stats. And Alvin Kamara, I, I kind of went with him here too because it's a PPR league and the guy's 
he's caught 81 receptions in each of the last three, three years in like, a row. I had that too. It's crazy. Dude, 80. Like, how do you do that? Like this every year, 81. Uh, I, I feel like he's going to break that trend this year and, and it, it's going to go up. And I really think uh, Sean Payton, he loves utilizing like a two back system. And he's always done that with, with, you know, Mark Ingram and now Latavius Murray. But I just I'm feel like Kamara's... I'm convinced Sean Payton hates Alvin Kamara, man. Nobody watched more <laughs> Saints games than me last year because as some of you guys on Twitter may know, I made a big trade for Alvin Kamara at our, at the deadline in uh, me and Mike, one of me and Mike's leagues. And it blew up in my face. They, Mike, I don't know how much you watched him last year. Peyton uses him on first and second down, and that's it. Yep. And then even no, no, Murray he... <laughs> will be there, and they still give it to Murray. And then the Reds, once they pass the 30-yard, once they get to sniff the red zone, Kamara's on the fucking bench. Well, see, that's what I was getting at because I, I don't understand how, you know, uh, Peyton, you know, he, he brings in Latavius Murray, who's another good running back, but he's not Alvin Kamara. So in my mind, Alvin Kamara, he's been, this is what, his fourth, fifth year in the league? He's in his prime right now. You know, beat the shit out of your running back and put him out there and, and just enjoy what you're going to get. The guy does it does it all. So that that's why I went with him there. You know, he like I said, he was top four in a lot of leagues last year, and he's dropping out of the top five, which I understand, but I, still his numbers that he he's put up in the past – especially in PPR leagues is something that, you know, fantasy owners should be happy with in mid to late first round. 14 touchdowns in 2019 for Alvin Kamara, or excuse me, 14 touchdowns in 2018 for Alvin Kamara. Yep. Five touchdowns last year. Huge touchdown regression. Yep. That's Uh, absolutely. That is scary, but we, we know what he's capable of and he's not an old back. He's like I said, he's in his prime. So, uh, you know, I seen that number and, it could scare some people, but to me, I, I've seen what he can do, and I still think he has plenty left in the tank. It doesn't so, scare yeah. you. You're fearless. Come on, bro. You know me. All day. So, speaking of fearless, speaking of the best uh, fantasy football player on this podcast, I'm up with, what is this, the eighth pick? Yeah, come on. Eighth the pick. best ever. You should know this. Eighth pick. I'm going to take your boy running back for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones. Now, I know I get the criticism, but you everything you said about Kamara is just Aaron Jones in reverse. They are both super young. Jones had a rough first two years, not even rough. He just never really lived up to the hype as um, the Green Bay number one running back. The key difference in between... Um, his first two years in the league and last year where last year he doubled his rushing TD total from the year before more than doubled his uh, total rushing yards from the year before. And he had some decent receiving yards was the coaching change with Matt LaFleur who his offense, you know, the Packers were the two seed last year. People forget about that. He still has Aaron Rodgers. It's clear after watching the Green Bay Packers all year under Matt LaFleur, they are going to be running Aaron Jones into the ground. He's a big part of their offense. I almost went Aaron Jones over Dalvin Cook just because I feel like he has that much 
higher of a ceiling in the long run, but they're very similar players. Um, Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones and even, um, you know, Alvin Kamara. I think this is a whole little cluster of players who have very similar skill sets, but do have injury issues. Um, how do you feel? What do you think? You, you didn't sound like you liked it. I'm just, I'm just surprised with you. I, I, I didn't think you were that, you know, a big Aaron Jones supporter. Uh, Cause in the past, you know, you were a huge Jamal Williams supporter. Am I right? Yeah, well, that was the past one. So uh, you could ne- okay, never well, try not to hold the pass against me. And two, I had a lot I of won't. stock in uh, Jamal Williams last year. <laughs> but it's clear, it's clear that Jamal isn't touching the ball if Aaron is healthy. And if Aaron is You're, healthy, then he's he's a top five running back, you know? I get it. I get it. Uh, but I think Jamal Williams, they really like him a lot. And they're going to – they try to utilize him. I think they're going to utilize him a lot because Aaron Jones had a big workload. They do in the and, receiving and to, game a lot. They throw to Jamal Williams a lot. Well, so I, I have a couple wor- – I have some worries with Aaron Jones. And, you know, I, I brought up Jamal Williams – um, obviously that wasn't too big of a worry last year, but that, you know, worries me going into the future. It worries me that Green Bay lost some of their offensive line. And also, if anyone thinks that Aaron Jones is going to score, what, what do you have, 19 touchdowns last year? Totally, yeah. If you, if you think he's going to get 19 touchdowns again, you're out of your goddamn mind. That There's, there's no <sighs> way in hell, and I, you know that too, there's going to be regression. There could be but a little, look- but I, this could be just the beginning of – the Matt LaFleur's dominance in Green Bay, man. Well, Matt LaFleur, we we all know, loves running the ball. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen that in Green Bay in a while. So I, I understand that. But I just I feel there's going to be huge regression, obviously, with the lost offensive linemen. And, you know, I, I did have Aaron Jones in one of my leagues this year. I like him. I wouldn't be mad if I had him on my team coming into this season. But I still think there's some, you know, um, other – better options out there and maybe you'll hear about them uh, soon enough, but yeah. All right. Well with that, let's uh, hop on to the next pick. Yeah. We're going to hop on to the next pick and you're going to have to wait for that running back. I'm talking about because I'm going back to wide receiver. You're going to hate me. I'm going to do it. I talked about him in my first ever podcast, grand central fantasies, first ever podcast. And that's Deandre Hopkins. I knew it. You are addicted to that, man. I love, dude. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, just watching that guy play—it's—it's it's unbelievable. So we, so we know, we all know that I'm high in Hopkins. Uh, you, despite the switch to Arizona, and I see a lot of people down on Hopkins slightly, not much, slightly. But I, I'm here to put that talk to a halt. Okay, Kyler Murray is obviously no Watson, but I promise you, the connection is going to be there. I promise you that, and. I'm not going to throw all these crazy stats at you to persuade you to think DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, a great receiver because we all know, but I'm just, I just want to let you know that there's, there's life for Hopkins after Watson, believe it or not, there is. And uh, let me tell you why I'm going to take you down a little uh, uh, trip down memory lane, Sean. Okay. I'm here. I'm going to take you back to you with me in 24 from 2014 to 2016. I'm going to name some of the starting quarterbacks that DeAndre Hopkins had the pleasure of reason some ball, receiving uh, balls from. You ready? Some for of this? the goats. Yes, go ahead. All-time goat status right here. Let me name, let me let me hit you with it. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, he's a he's a solid quarterback still. Well, it gets better. Harvard legend. Ryan. 
Oh, Harvard legend. And great beard. Uh, Ryan Mallett. That's Kate, Case Keenum. Yes. Brian Hoyer. TJ Yates. Brandon Whedon. Brock Osweiler. And the great Tom Savage. Tom Savage. Awesome yes, last name. Yes. What could have been for Tom so, Savage? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a damn shame. But so in those three years, I put the numbers together. And on average, he caught 88 catches. He caught over 1,200 yards and on average seven touchdowns a season. That's with all those fucking bums, dude. He's going to Arizona in a, in a very good offense with other great players around him. So they're going to have to take that into factor. Garden, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake, Christian Kirk. And he, with, with, with Kyler Murray's rookie season, yeah, there were up and downs, but you see plenty of potential with him. He's going to throw to DeAndre Hopkins like crazy. And the numbers, I think, are still going to be there for him. So um, talk to me, man. Uh, tell me how you feel about that pick. I think going to Arizona is going to keep Hopkins from the decline that he is already in the middle of. 400 less yards last year from the year prior, four less touchdowns in basically the same offense. Hopkins is good. I do think we might start to be seeing the beginning of the end of his not real world use. I still think he's a number one wide receiver, but I think we will start to put him in the more Julio Jones category after this season i love hopkins Mm. for um kyler murray i mean just seeing and it's not even kyler murray it's cliff kingsbury's offense um at the end of the day they are slinging it like crazy murray is great he avoids contact i mean that line sucks in arizona and you know he was on his ass a lot but he knows how to get out of it and i do think hopkins is going to have a much better year than he did last year. I think it's a solid pick. Um, I just don't know if, if we're talking any other sort of league, like long-term, I really don't love Hopkins. If you told me this is the last year that Hopkins, you know, gives you first round fantasy value, I would not be shocked. Would you? No, I wouldn't be either. I mean, he's been in the league now for what seven seasons or so. Long he's been time, around, man. He came in. I think early. this is going to be his eighth year. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Uh, and you know, I get what you're saying with that, but you know, I, I know Arizona ha- had their struggles and stuff, but this is you know, you got Larry Fitzgerald over there, who's obviously one of the greatest receivers of all time, but he's well on his decline. You know, he's. He's oh, yeah. not. He's a shade of what he used to be. And then you have Christian Kirk, who's a young wide receiver. This is these are this is a totally different dynamic you're bringing to that Arizona offense. And I, in my eyes, I think Kyler Murray's just getting started. And why not? You throw in DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, you know, I, I get this the skepticism with the with the age and possibly declining, but. I'm not. I'm not really too worried about it. I I really enjoyed what I saw out of DeAndre Hopkins last year. So I that's, I like you know. Hopkins not as much as you, who probably has posters mm-hmm. of him, you know, in your bedroom and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. to draft a guy like him over a younger guy, and I like him. I like him more than Devonte. Um, you know, I like him more than Julio. But to draft him over guys like even wide receiver, like. 
Hill, you like Hopkins over Tyreek Hill? <laughs> That's funny you say that. I, I have, I, I like Tyreek Hill a lot. I like no, I'm sorry. I love Tyreek Hill yes. a lot, but yes, I have DeAndre Hopkins over him. Absolutely. Well, that's a good segue to our tenth overall pick. Uh, you basically forced my hand here, and we're going Tyreek Hill now. Good man. My thing with this is everybody knows, and if you haven't known by now, listening to this podcast uh, about 45 minutes in, I hate taking wide receivers in the first round second round all day it will almost always screw you over remember five years ago mike with the uh zero running back strategy that was hot as shit for that one season and then all the experts quote unquote pretended like they never had it like matthew barry suck piece of shit so i hate doing it but tyreek hill is just too special of a talent in a next level offense with arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time already in Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, he was hurt last year, um, you know, but he's still only 26. And I know I was picking, I've, uh, I was picking on Hopkins, who I believe Hopkins is only 27, but he doesn't have um, as many years in the league as Hopkins does. Um, You know, he'll only had 860 yards last year and, again, only seven touchdowns, which is not what you're drafting him for, but he has huge upside in that offense. And, you know, Mike, as long as he's not beating his wife or his kids, I think he's good to go. How do you feel about him? No, I agree, and I think you've – I don't know if you mentioned it. Maybe I, I didn't hear, but um, he kind of plays with this quarterback. He's – what's his name? God, it's uh, – oh, that's right. The best one in the NFL, yes, Patrick Exactly, Holmes. and that's it, really. So, you know? yeah, plays with the best quarterback in the NFL, probably the best offense in the NFL, and he's the top wide out there. So, yeah, great deep threat ability, uh, one of the quickest receivers in the NFL. Love Tyreek Hill. Love what he brings to the table. And I'm so happy to see that you took a wide receiver in the first round. Tyreek Hill. And the only reason why I did it, even though you never should, and I am already regretting it, to be honest (laughs) with you, as I'm looking at my paper, is because I have been on the other end of it. And I know you probably have. Tyreek Hill will have those games week four, week five, week six, you're checking your phone, whatever app you're using. Oh, I'm up, you know, 25, I'm up 30. Oh, you know, I'm feeling good about this week, you know, you know, build it to a playoff seed and boom, Tyreek Hill puts up two ADR touchdowns in like six minutes. He, he puts up 35 <laughs> fantasy points and you're fucked right off the bat. And that he's, he's one of the only people that can really do that besides some guys we were dra- we're drafted in the top three, like guys like uh, McCaffrey and um, you know, not Barkley so much, but even Elliot, you know, those are the guys that are going to put up 35, 40, 45 fantasy points and totally change the outcome of your uh, matchup. So uh, say that again, Sean. I had a little static over here, man. <laughs> it's okay. No, that was it. That's all I'm saying is just Tyreek Hill is an absolute game changer. And if, you know, I, I'm I'm regretting taking him because I have some running backs here that I think you're probably going to go <laughs> for. Um, and they're still a pretty big. Uh, they're still a pretty big name wide you're, receiver up there. But, you know, I'll, I'll try to you're, hold. You're going to kill me, man. But, and I swear. 
This no no no. This is the last. Oh. I had four wide receivers in my um, first round projections, and I, I you didn't you didn't you didn't take them yet. I have them right before Tyreek Hill, and you might be surprised. Um, and that's Devonte Adams. Yeah, well, you know what? That's I'm going to throw this out there too. I like a lot of these wide receivers like Hawkins, Hill, and Adams, and I think you have to go after them at the end of the first round because I like a lot of these running backs that are probably going to be going and uh, beginning of the second round, middle of the second round. So that's why I'm kind of high on these wide receivers first round later on because I feel like they're in this tier of their own compared to some of the, the other wide receivers uh, that are out there. So uh, let me get back to mm-hmm. Devontae Adams with the 11th pick. So Devontae Adams um, is, like I said, the third best wide receiver, I believe, in fantasy football for you. And he plays with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers is getting up there in age and stuff, but let's be serious. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And he's the number one wide receiver in that offense. So if you look at his target share, he's been targeted over 117 times, four straight seasons by Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and that's that's something that we like to see. And a lot of fantasy owners, uh, they went all in on Devontae Adams last year, and it it kind of it screwed them in October. Um, and but little did those owners realize that that dominance was going to uh, return later on in the year. So Adams owners, when he was on the field, they were blessed with him because, like I said, he was injured a little bit. But when he was on the field, he was the number two fantasy wide receiver in the NFL. Did you know that? Number two. I was really surprised when I saw that. Um, no, I so did not know yeah, that. It, one of his issues is health. And we, yeah, it is a big issue. Big it, issue. <laughs> it's but the like, issue. But like you talked about, uh, you know, with Tyreek Hill, it's all about, you know, when he puts up those uh, big numbers, like what other players are going to be able to put up the type of numbers that Devontae Adams is capable of doing. Like, let's not remember Devontae Adams dominant uh, uh, season in 2018. It was only one year ago. And he he was totally healthy that season. And he was one of the top wide receivers in fantasy football, if not the top. So come on, hit me with some Devontae Adams hate right now. Only year he ever had over a thousand yards was okay. that year you just referenced. It's I love Devontae Adams. And I think like, like I said before, I was jerking off Matt LaFleur's system with Aaron Jones, so I'm not going to, you know, totally take a big shit on Devontae Adams. But the injury history is not something we can just be like, oh, you know, if he stays healthy, this is a you're especially the way he where he's projected towards the end of the first round. It's a major risk because you got to capitalize. You're, you're going to miss out on the, you know, uh, McCaffrey's and the Henry's and the Saquon's. So you got to make sure you're getting a stud. See, I would, you know, I like Devante there. It's not the end of the world, but it is very risky. I probably would have rather had, you know, Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb there. It's clear. My next solo podcast is going to have to be on why you shouldn't draft a, wide receiver in the first round. I think we've established that, but I just think it's risky, man. I think it's a risky play. If he blows out his, his no, I, I, I understand the concern there. And like you said, he's only had one 1000 yard uh, uh, season, but that was in 2018 and he came on with 1400 yards. And, and you know, we're not, he, he's a different receiver than some of these other year. guys, because he's also got that 
great red zone ability there where he's going to snag your touchdowns. That's where you're going to get a lot of the points with Devontae Adams. You know, throughout last season's, uh, you know, he was it was injury riddled, right? The three seasons before that, he hit you with double-digit touchdowns. And he probably, yeah, I mean, he, okay, he probably wouldn't have done it last year. But like I said, when he was on the field, he was a huge impact player for the Packers. The number two wide receiver in fantasy football when he was on the field. Uh, that that means something to me. And like I said, you know, I, in my drafts, if I have a late first-round pick, I'm probably going to target one of these wide receivers because I really like a lot of these running backs that are going to be available in the second round, like you mentioned Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon I'm not crazy about, but Leonard Fournette, um, Josh Jacobs, middle second, end of the second round. I like these guys a lot. So that's why I'm – when we do when we do our second round mock, hopefully next week or the week after, whichever way we do, it is going to show a lot of people. It's going to show a lot of, you know, our followers out there, the strange amount of value at running back. It seems to be in the second round this year. You're right. There's a lot of guys in the second round that could be carrying your team. And I haven't seen also, it like this um, in a I, long time. I have time. to throw out there the other running back. I forgot to talk about who I love. You'll be hearing me talk about him a lot is Austin Eckler. So just wanted to mention that. Oh, uh, Eckler. Yes. That's it's Eckler's going to have a monster year, but he's not the last pick in this draft. Um, you know, this could go either way for me. Hopefully I'm not in this position and it doesn't really matter, especially if you do a snake draft, um, which almost all you guys should be doing. Um, you know, you could have either one of these guys. I was torn between Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb here, frankly, just because, you know, last year, uh, almost 1,500, you know, he was six yards short of 1,500 for the year. Eight touchdowns. They have the new head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski, who, like I said earlier, was the uh, Minnesota offensive coordinator for the last couple of years. You know they're going to run the ball heavy. Cleveland fans are going to be mad at me about this. And uh, Mike, believe it or not, I don't know if you noticed, but we have uh, more than a few uh, Cleveland and Baker <laughs> fans that follow us, unfortunately for us. But, um, you know, Baker Mayfield stinks. He's one of the most overrated quarterbacks we've seen in the past uh, three, four years. He's got swag level off the charts. But, you know, you got you got Odell Beckham and Landry out there running around. They added um, Austin Hooper. This guy's going to still find a way to win seven games. So I think they run the ball a lot with Nick Chubb. I think he's the clear um, pick. I, I How do you feel about Chubb? Because I like him. I would maybe take him over some of these wide receivers. I would definitely take him over. Adam. I just have, I, I like him? Nick Chubb a lot. I'm glad you took him there over Joe Mixon. Uh, I, I like him. He, he's put up the numbers, you know, past two seasons, he's averaged over five yards a carry. He's totaled 16 touchdowns. Uh, he, he's probably one of the top run. Worried about Kareem Hunt sniffing right behind him. And now this is Nick. This is Nick Chubb's team. He's the running back yeah. of this team. And, you know, Kareem Hunt will never surpass that. But you got to think Kareem Hunt's going to, you know, they're going to fit him into that offense a lot more and give him, um, you know, a, a, a nice workload there. And also uh, with Nick Chubb, I'm taking in the PPR factor with him. He, he has such a limited role in the passing game. And oh, last yeah. year he had 34 catches, which was, you know, better than his rookie year. Obviously he didn't play the whole rookie year. But, uh, you know, 
I do. I, and maybe it sounds like I'm shitting on Nick Chubb a little bit, but I honestly think Nick Chubb could eventually be in that category with the top tier running backs if he can get if he can get that that those I catches so to north of 50 60 a year uh in ppr uh, what do you think about that if we're talking keeper and dynasty rankings i haven't looked at any of them on any of the other websites and we haven't released our rankings yet it's too early but i like chubb in the top five if we're talking keeper or dynasty just because like you said he's right at that cusp this is you know this might be the stock you buy before it goes through the roof uh nick chubb might be the amazon in like you know 2004 you know oh it might be something go all in on nick chubb get him early and he's just gonna be he's one of the only players in this mock draft that we did and it's ironic he's the last he's one of the only ones besides the top couple that i draft and i know boom i have nick chubb i don't have anything to worry about and that's saying a lot Mm -hmm when it comes to playing. I like the pick. All right, man. So that's, that's, uh, that's it. First, uh, round mock draft way too. I feel good, man. I feel really good about it. Uh, I like both of our picks, you know, you're not crazy about my wide receivers. I get it. Uh, but I feel good, man. It's okay. It's okay. They're, the wide receivers, I have a love-hate thing with wide receivers. In my next solo podcast, I'll dive a little bit deeper into it. But, you know, I think we're at a, we're at a good start. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up for all you guys listening out there. Don't forget to follow us at Grand Central Fan at, on Twitter. Um, blogs are going to start to be going up soon, but you know, it's, we're very early. So in the process, so keep an eye out for the podcasts. Um, you know, and we're just, yeah, man, I uh, could have said there. it better at grand central fan on Twitter, grand central fantasy.com. Please check us out. We appreciate all the love and support we got. Uh, blogs are going to keep coming. Podcasts are going to keep coming. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, we love you all very much. We do it for you. All right. That's right. Shout out Aaron Foster.